Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, October 1st, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, we're just two days away from the first presidential debates. What should we be looking for? Well, you know, Carrie, in these presidential debates, the first thing that everybody talks about are, you know, the zinger lines, uh, the, the time that you saw uh, Lloyd Benson say, um, I knew Jack Kennedy, Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine, and you're no Jack Kennedy, and so forth, uh, or Ronald Reagan's uh, uh, great lines. I actually think in this first debate, that's not what you should be looking for. In this first debate, people are looking to see that Mitt Romney can score points against the president by actually laying out a serious alternative path, something that I think many have criticized, many Republicans have criticized, has been lacking in his campaign. And the president's got to walk a fine line. He has to remind everybody at each step about the 47 percent line that he's been advertising about so much, uh, Mitt Romney's uh, uh, caught on tape moment. But he has to do it without looking as if he is rubbing um, Governor Romney's face in it. David, as new revelations come out about the attack in Libya last month, which killed U.S. Ambassador Christopher Stevens and three others, let's talk a little bit about the effect on President Obama's reputation as a skillful handler of foreign policy issues. You know, the Obama uh, administration made a lot of mistakes here. I mean, the very fact that a on September 11th, obviously a day when security should be higher, uh, an ambassador was uh, off of his post with very light protection. We're now learning more about how little protection there was about around this uh, sort of temporary Benghazi uh, consulate. Uh, partly that's because it wasn't a permanent uh, space, but that doesn't mean that the, the Americans who were there, uh, some of whom worked for the State Department, some of whom did not, uh, were any better protected. And so I think there are going to be a lot of very legitimate questions about why they weren't ready for something like this. And I think it certainly does take uh, some of the sheen off of the president's, uh, you know, prepared for everything and tough on counterterrorism uh, uh, approach. On the other hand, it's a big world out there and you're going to get hit someplace and you can't be ready for every one. Finally, David, Punch Sulzberger, the publisher of The New York Times, passed away this weekend. Tell us a little about him. You know, Punch was a, a warm and wonderful man and, and something of an unlikely uh, publisher. He was a former Marine. He talked very fondly uh, of the Marines. And uh, I think that he came in early in life to journalism a little bit reluctantly. And then he became um, this fabulous uh, uh, publisher who thought up new ways for The New York Times to stay alive. All of those extra sections you read in The Times that came in the 60s and 70s were during his watch. And he also stood up at a very important moment, which was the Pentagon Papers case, something that I think was personally difficult for him, but really established the role of the media as highly independent of the U.S. government. And frankly, in the investigative work we do down here in Washington each day and uh, other cases that we're involved in with the U.S. government, it's the Pentagon Papers and and what Punch did for us then that we all we all stand on as uh, as the key moment. So I think he leaves um, quite a legacy. He was also great fun to travel with. I was lucky enough to be his bureau chief in Tokyo when he would come through, and um, he didn't eat raw fish. And 
That's a problem when you're taking your publisher out to dinner in Tokyo. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.